I'm glad to welcome you back to Sported Talks new episode. My name is Virgil Stanescu and today I have as a guest a friend of mine. A guy that is one of the most passionate sports fans I know. His company is named after Michael Jordan's jersey number 23. He's been in advertising for many years and he's behind many of the best commercials and ideas around our landscape. We'll speak about sport industry, advertising of course, role models, icons and many others, many others. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the managing partner of 23 Communication Ideas, Bogdan Naumovic. Hi Bogdan, first of all, thanks for having me around. It's always a pleasure to talk to you because, you know, I, I, I read, I, I did my homework before and I saw that, that the rebel in advertising and all kind of, of these now, things. Yeah, now, is that? now I turned 50, it's hard to be a rebel anymore. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know, because yeah. it's the Harley outside or it's inside. Yeah, it's in the garage uh, right now. Um, yeah, well, I, uh, I had the... the I was fortunate enough to start uh, together with advertising, let's say. So when I started pretty much in those years back in the 90s, this is when advertising started as an industry in Romania. Uh, there was no advertising. There was no need for advertising before in the communist regime. There was no uh, free market, so no advertising. So I was fortunate enough to start together with the industry and learn by doing it uh, every day. There was no, no advertising school at the time. You didn't, all of us, if you, if you make I like a- you're an engineer. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I studied uh, mechanical engineering. And I think in the people in my generation that are right now probably leading agencies or creative directors or whatever in 20, 20 years in advertising, uh, very few of them have any preparation, any, any, any education that's pertinent to the uh, to advertising. Some of them studied screenwriting in in the film academy or something like this, or maybe art in in the um, uh, arts universities. Uh, but most of them are engineers, uh, accountants. Uh, I don't know people that uh, studied economics. So no no connection whatsoever to advertising. But those were the times. There was no school, and uh, uh, because we had to to start it. Um, Actually, from from scratch, we made a lot of uh, we made a lot. We, we learned by uh, trying trial and error all the time. So, uh, yeah, it was easy. I think it was pretty easy to do something uh, noticeable in advertising when you started. So, the, is the rebel thing from that that you started and, and your concepts or your ideas? No, it was also it was also because at the time um, uh, we were. We were. Uh, I, I worked in Leo Burnett. It was um, an American agency at the time, uh, opening in Romania, uh, and I got to be uh, after almost three years of working there. I got to be the, the creative director, and this is when I looked at the, the advertising field. Let's say exactly, and, and that was funny because at the time I was I was making this comparison, this parallel to sports, uh, when I sold this idea to my colleagues first of all, and then to the market. Uh, I looked at it and we were um, uh, evaluated be, at being uh, the agency uh, number eight, so eighth place, nowhere. Okay, uh, And I said, listen, look who's the, who's the agency of the year, who's agency number one. And in the, the past, in the previous three years, there were three different agencies. And I said, listen, it's exactly like football at the time. 
it was Tao, it was Dinamo, it was Rapid, everybody was champion one year, but no dynasties, you know. I said, listen, so there's an opportunity over there. Nobody owns it. Why, why shouldn't we own it? But we have to, we have to uh, first of all, to, to make it into an, uh, into an objective. Uh, and I think this was the, the time when everybody uh, saw me as the rebel because I, I called all the press, the press in economics and the business press and the advertising press. There was a lot of advertising press at the, at the time. There were magazines, there were TV shows about advertising. It was very cool, uh, the, the subject. Um, and I called the press and I uh, announced that, that starting next year, Leo Brandt is going to be the agency of the year for five years in a row. Um, and it was pretty funny because we were number eight when we said we were going to be champions five years in a row. Uh, and we did it. Five years in a row. Uh, it was exactly like, like I promised. Uh, but everybody looked at it and everybody said it's a PR stunt. They're never going to make it and so on. Um, and again, in, 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 I was talking to my, to my colleagues the way we did it. Um, we had a conference together with all my with all my guys in Leo Burnett, and I told them, listen, look at look at uh, what, uh, and I gave them a, 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 an example from sports, from from football. Again, uh, I told them, look at Dynamo Kiev. They were neighbors, Eastern Europe, and so on, Ukraine. Okay, um, if they if they their objective is to play in the Champions League groups every year, then they are champions at home, uncontested. You know, at the time. And I think we should have the same objective. Let's try to win in, uh, uh, international awards and let's try to do advertising at an international level. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, uh, be champions at home, at home without any, uh, any headaches. Um, and it's exactly what, what happened. We'll, we aimed for the international level, for the international awards and so on. And then we won everything at, uh, back home. And it, interestingly enough, um, in all those five years when we were winning, nobody, you know, it, it was very weird. And again, it was, it has a connection with sports. And this is when I, I some of them blame me because I said, this is an industry of people who were, um, how do you call this? How, how do you say you scoot la sport in, in English? Uh, the people who are, were excused, yes, they're excused from sports. the sports classes, you know, from the uh, physical education classes. And I said, this is an industry that looks like it's populated with people that are, uh, were excused from uh, physical activities uh, during their uh, school years. Uh, because in five years, nobody set an objective to, to beat me. You know? Nobody said, we're going to be number one. They tried to boycott the festival. Let's not participate in the festival. Let's not make any, uh, um, uh, any hierarchies anymore, and so on. And let's not have a competition. Instead of saying, I've got to win the competition. Nobody in five years has said this objective, I'm going to win it. You know, any, for me, to, uh, uh, now, uh, right now, I don't think there is a competition anymore. Because when people don't want to be compared to other people, they try not to have a competition. And I think there, there's a, uh, uh, we don't actually have a, um, a national uh, advertising festival anymore that's worth its name, let's say. Um, and it's, it's like this, you know, when, when people don't, don't aim to be the best, then they, everybody gets excuses to, to uh, you know, they, they share their words among themselves. Everybody, you're good. Yeah, you're good too. Well, uh, what about him? Well, he's good too, you know. Um, but the lack of competition, I think it's, it's only the, 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 uh, the aim of and the, the playground of mediocre guys. 
if you ask me. And, and are there guys in advertising now not excused from physical education? Oh, I think now they are even more uh, <laughs> excuse for physical. Now, now actually, I mean, for me, I, I used it as a figure of speech. But right now, with all the all the new and the younger guys coming in, uh, and I think this is one of the, the the huge mistakes of the Romanian education system that they are uh, they they don't focus at all on not focus that almost they ignore the physical education uh, part in in schools. Yesterday, I learned that. Uh, I was reading that the, um, there's a proposal that in, I think in the lower classes, one to four or something like that, to uh, take out the physical education from schools. I mean, I know that every time, every time this new uh, education minister comes in, Caterina uh, Andronescu, and you can tell because she was, she, I, I think she's a bright lady per se, but she's a chemistry teacher. Uh, you know, and chemistry teachers, I don't know, they have something, all of them. <laughs> you know? And every time she comes, she, she makes an initiative to, to uh, uh, either to move the, the sports classes on, on Saturday, so when, people, when the guys don't have any, any school, uh, they're trying to kick it out of the, of the uh, program, you know. And uh, I think it shows, it shows, because now, now most of the young guys that come, and not only in advertising, in all the industries, I think they, they didn't have the education that, uh, uh, that sports, uh, practicing sports brings you. Well, I think she's also the one that kind of stopped the schoolyard being open back yeah 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 and uh, that's one initiative that I had it's, it's ridiculous like why, why would you do that one especially in the big cities where parks are like way overloaded and you have like an infrastructure that is missing for sure and you have some that you don't use because it's not safe or because I don't know they, they find excuses and if, even if you find reasons to give them to say hey, listen but you can do this you know if uh, if you don't want to take responsibility for any injuries make somebody sign you know uh, yeah, yeah. it's a waiver of, of that and uh, I, I would do it because I would want to go to with my kid to play basketball or to skate or whatever so but it's like that all the time no I, I think, think yeah, I think that, it's because they didn't do it as a as kids. But I think that's, yeah, that's they, they have no personal experience. The schoolyard was an institution in itself. You know, the yeah, schoolyard yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in right. the afternoons when there was no school, and in the weekend, the schoolyard was an institution. We grew up with with the schoolyard. And I think I think that's what missing because the schoolyard it's it's fair. Like it, it takes no no you know connections to be able. For example, in basketball, you play if you're good. It doesn't matter who's your daddy, how much money does he have. a real feedback, you know. And it's it's a it's a very interesting story that I I keep bringing up a lot of times because I think it's very it's very telling. I I was born in 1968, so for a few generations we were called the, the decree. Uh, yeah. Kids, because this was the time that uh, Ceausescu had the, his decree to uh, to forbid the abortion. So we were, uh, if you look at the the population of Romania, you see that the kids born in 67 and 68 are at least twice as much, uh, twice bigger than twice uh, okay. uh, more than any other generation. Uh, so we were like two million kids. You know, for instance, in in um, uh, one of the high schools in in Bucharest in in Sava, okay, uh, there were 26 classes in the when we were in the 12th grade. There were 26 classes of 40 kids each. So if you look at it, there were 140 
kids, 1,000, sorry, and, and 40 kids, only in, in the 12th grade. And then they had to share the school with the guys in the 11th grade, the 10th, the 9th, okay? Well, the, uh, and I think the, the success of my generation, it, it was very defini uh, defining for the success of my generation, the fact that they had only one football field and five minutes break. Who plays on that football field? That was the story of my generation. Who plays? <laughs> on, not only you had the sports classes when you had the, uh, the, 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 you had the, the field to your own class. No, in the five minutes break, who plays? You know, and this is and this is what was happening every afternoon in the schoolyard, every Sunday, every every Sunday, because Saturday we were, we we had school on Saturday when I was a kid. But every Sunday, it was it was the the uh, free market. You know, it was the the law of the jungle. You had to be good to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know? And and not only sports. If you wanted to play all the all the uh, child's uh, uh, games, yeah, you know, uh, we had if you were the last picked in uh, Woolwich Porn Bay. <laughs> you know, it, 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 tell, it told something about, about it's sincere, you. For yeah. sure, for sure, schoolyard is sincere. Exactly. There was no bullshit over there. Uh, well, okay, you can have Bogdan, but we have the ball, you know, or uh, the other way. Well, we can sure. take, okay, well, we okay, we, we take him, but he stays in the goal, you know, mm -hmm. he is he, the goalie. But, but that actually creates character. Exactly. It, it tells you about the fairness of competition. You know, and, and to accept your uh, uh, limits and to, to acknowledge them. Nobody has, the world is not against you, you know. Uh, right now, I think this is why the new generations uh, uh, have all this uh, entitlement and the world is against me and uh, they feel offended very easily because they, hadn't, they didn't have this experience. When, when you were a kid, you learned that fair is fair and, some, and people are not equal. You know, you learn it as a kid in the, in the uh, nicest and, and I think uh, most natural way possible. You know, the people are not equal. Nobody owes you anything. You know, yeah. And sometimes you get to play if you come with the ball. You know, again, you. I think, I think, I think that that's a definition for sports in 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 a way that you know you, you can win a championship with marketing. So uh, you have to. You have to play the game. You have to play the game. How uh, this passion of yours with sport and especially with basketball and I'm glad that it is basketball <laughs> and uh, not any basketball but with Michael Jordan or in, with basketball in general and for the listeners he, he's wearing now an Air Jordan shirt I am I don't know if you did it on purpose or no no I, I did I'm it. sure it's like out of like 90% of his wardrobe it's no, no right now right now actually 90% it used to be it used to be 100% i think were, uh, things that were uh, connected to nike ah, or to, you, you to, to jordan but now yeah, yeah i think 90% yeah. became uh, <laughs> they come from harley davidson now but uh, it doesn't matter for me is the is the same uh, they are in the same territory you know <laughs> Uh, I know you, you have like painted on your Harley Top 23. Yeah, right? my Harley is a, it has the the Jordan logo on it. It has the <laughs> his signature um, uh, embroidered in the in the saddle. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tribute to uh, to Jordan. But if you look the other way on the wall in my house, you see the, one of his uh, uh, the pictures, wings. And so, the, the wings, wings, and so on. Uh, uh, yeah, I I had the, I was fortunate enough to grow in when he was shining. Uh, uh, but then when I, when I moved on from Leo Burnett and I opened my own agency, you know, the people usually look up to a model and usually it comes from business or it comes from advertising. I mean, people look when they open a new company, they look at Steve Jobs, they look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, people like that. Um, I looked up to Michael Jordan and this is why my agency is called 23. 
uh, and uh, uh, I made the presentation with, you know, again, in order to, to motivate my colleagues, first of all, the guys that I started with. Uh, and then I had the occasion, I had the opportunity to, to make this presentation to uh, uh, even sales conferences and so on and motivational things, uh, um, meetings. Uh, I made a presentation about Michael Jordan and his, his uh, uh, performance in sports and his principles in sports, how they translate to business, you know. Uh, because he didn't do, do anything, um, I, I, regardless of his talent and of his physical uh, capacities, capabilities, let's say. Um, I think what he did was he changed the, 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 the look of the game. He changed the, uh, Before Michael Jordan, the NBA was uh, regarded as a, as a league of overpaid uh, black uh, drug users. Definitely the most iconic. No sponsors were, were coming. I mean, he, he cleaned the image and he raised it. I mean, if you, if you look at the, he was, uh, I don't know, he, uh, when he, back in 84, when he came into the league, he had like, I don't know, a million dollar salary per year. And when he left it, the young guys who came, they started from 30 million. You know, so this is, this is actually the contribution of, of Michael Jordan to the business part of the, and to the, to the image of the NBA. Um, uh, but the, the, his resilience, his competitiveness, uh, uh, the fact that every time, every year, he had to uh, overcome another another challenge, you know, and that the world threw at him. Uh, he came as a, he rocked the, uh, he stormed the, the league by being the most athletic athletic um, uh, uh, rookie, okay, and so on, uh, slam dunking and everything. And they said, okay, he can slam dunk, but he cannot uh, uh, score from. Uh, I don't know, uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, semi-distance shots or whatever. The next year he had the, the best percentage in that. Well, he can score, but he cannot defend. The next year he was the best defender. And uh, for nine years he was in the best defensive team of, of the NBA. To, be, to, to lead for 10 years the league in scoring and for nine years to be the, also on, the, uh, on, your, on your post to be the best defender, <laughs> you know, I think it, it tells a lot about his work ethics. About the, the competitiveness, about you know, look, look at uh, Messi, okay? a, a brilliant, a brilliant talent, but he spares himself for the attack, you know. No, Jordan was the best attacker and the best defender. Yeah, yes. uh, I, I remember when when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, he's, he's crying. The, yeah, uh, I know the speech. Yeah, and they asked because he he said he, he cannot find that competitiveness anywhere else. Yeah, and he realized that that. His life is not going to be that competitive anymore, and it's. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's I a think he, he was the he was the he was the epitome of, of competitiveness. I know. I had I had the opportunity to meet with Scotty Pippen, and he was telling us uh, at, at some table. He was, of course, everybody asked him about Jordan. I'm, I'm sure. I, I think he, that's his I life. Know, I know. I know. <laughs> But he said that he was competitive with Scotty's parents by playing Rummy. Like he's, he's like I don't he, think that he would it, do anything to win the Rummy game with the with. Scott I don't think that it goes uh, this goes away. I'm a, I'm a um, passionate. Um, um, I play a lot of uh, everything. I play from from computer games to cards to uh, dice, Yahtzee, everything. So you're a gamer. Yeah, I'm a gamer. Yeah, and uh, it's the same competitiveness. You don't. You, you never. I, I see people, especially uh, uh, ladies, you know, who say, "Please, this should be entertainment." Yes, no, this it's, right. it's a competition. It's not entertainment. You have to win it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, enjoy it, but you have to win it. 
Let's go into advertising yeah. and uh, let, let's go into the sports part of sorry into the advertising into the, the, the sport or I don't even know how to call it. Uh, what's your take on that? Because it's in existence somehow. It's in existence in Romania. Is it in Romania? In Romania, it's in existence. Unfortunately, I know outside is a huge industry. Yeah, but, but how come we have the tomorrow's paper and we don't open it? Uh, I think there are several reasons, but first of all, I think there is no. Uh, uh, it has to start with the sports, not with the advertising about sports. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that there is no uh, real concern, real, uh, real um, uh, focus on sports in Romania. I mean, the, the 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 few talents, the few victories that we have, are most of all either by chance or by uh, personal efforts. You know, like parents supporting you. I mean, from the from the authority part, from the state, there is no national focus on sports. You know, and this means you don't have uh, sports press anymore. You don't have facilities anymore. You don't have a look. Bucharest doesn't have a, a, a real uh, arena. arena. You know, for uh, except football, we don't have an arena for indoor sports. We don't have a real arena. It's been sold, but yeah, it, uh, but we, come on. I mean, I you have to you have to bring the uh, basketball European Championship inclusion. I know. I, you I, have to do you have to do the Fed Cup tennis games inclusion. You know, in the I'm capital. Jealous. I'm jealous. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how how can Cluj, which is a smaller city with lesser budgets and so on, how can they build a, a, an arena? And because it cannot because. That's what I'm saying, and I think this is the this is the um, uh, the the part for the fundamental part that's lacking, because if I don't have a, a sports press, then you don't build idols, you don't build characters, you don't build huge heroes from who who need, who can build them, you know. You then you're going to to business clients and say, listen, this guy is a champion, but he has all the right values, he has all the right mindsets, he he's, has all the values connected to your brand. Um, use him. Blend him into your campaigns, and I said, but nobody knows about him, you know. And it's not. I think it's unfair to to ask the business uh, uh, to make him popular. Well, it's the job of TV, is the job of the media, is the job of the uh, the press, uh, the the sports press. That's the job. I always had that that discussion, for example, with a friend of mine from a, a TV from a telecom, uh, with Vlad. Uh, I had a, a discussion of who's, who has to invest, the sport has to invest to get out of, of the bubble or because like in any business, you don't start with a profit. Everybody's saying, hey, win championships and after that you come to me. You know, be, be big and after that you come to me. No, I cannot do that. I, I, we have to make a plan to invest to be big at one point. So uh, same here, we have some, some of those models. And we had some of them, those models also before, in Nadia, in Haji, in, in Gabi Sabo, and other, other big names like that. Uh, we have... Except ones. Nadia, I think all of them accidents. I, all of them were accidents, except Nadia, because we had a gymnastics, uh, a real gymnastics school for, uh, I don't know, dozens of years in Romania. Because we had, we had over so and over an again. That was not an accident. Nadia was right. not an accident, I think. No, uh, we, we were fortunate to have such a talent, but the school, no, the gymnastics school... Uh, uh, but we have them. Accidents or no accidents. Yeah, we do. So how, how we come, you have a nation going out in the streets, 
supporting the golden era in football, but you cannot monetize that or capitalize on that with sports to grow further. Uh, or we have right now, well, Simona, she's not number one anymore, but she will probably will be again. But we have her and Cristina Nago, two number ones in the world. Ana Maria Brenza, one number one in the world. Right. How come we, we, we have that? We have those models. I want these people on my, my kid's wall, on a, on a, on a poster. How come, how come, you know, we don't look for those values because we have them? Okay, uh, let's say people don't know. People know. Cristina, people know Simona is... Yeah, well, well, Simona is, I think she's featured in a lot of campaigns. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, uh, Simona really, I think Simona is the, is the uh, that one example, you know, where you still, you see her in, in hopefully Mineral Water, you see her with banks, you see her with uh, Telecom, uh, you see her around. Right, hopefully that they can open up some doors for others also. Uh, but is, is sports doing wrong in not knowing how to, to promote themselves? But I don't think it's the, again, uh, how can she promote herself? Uh, no, but... Uh, uh, how can, how can, how can, uh, and okay, Simona, uh, let's say she's in a, I think again, Simona is again an accident, not in his, uh, in her sports results, but in her um, uh, way of getting uh, uh, No, in her image uh, campaigns and so on. I think if you look at, uh, at, uh, at her, she's uh, uh, in a lot of business campaigns, in a lot of marketing campaigns, all of them through the same agency. Uh, the same advertising agency that so somehow I think they were uh, in a partnership you know where, where, where they made an effort to sell her in quotation marks to sell her to all their clients you know so, so she had somebody alongside that pushed for her I know but you said earlier but that's an accident but yeah but uh, uh, do other uh, agencies have that support no session? no and I, I don't think that uh, uh, McKen because this was the, the this is the agency I don't think that, I don't think that they had the the sports uh, 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 side of the agency at the time when they started with with Simona, they made Gala Haji when Haji was retiring from from football. I think it was it's just an accident that their owner uh, Bogdan you know, is passionate with sports. You know, I think it was a, a happy accident, but an, an accident nonetheless. I, I don't think there's a focus in the industry on on sports. It's rather one guy was passionate with sports and he made uh, this, okay, this him, these creative. things happen. You're creative, and you're yeah. at the level of creativity and, and uh, the power in an agency. If a client is coming to you, you rather go to... Uh, do you propose sports as a I do. option? I do. I, I had... Uh, uh, but I had the... Um, I had several projects that involved sports. Uh, most of them were regarding football. Uh, I mean, I, I was working with the national football team for uh, Bergen when they were the sponsors. I work now with the national football team and all the national football teams for Penny uh, Market uh, because they are sponsoring all the national football teams. Um, I used to make a campaign. We had this uh, lady that was winning in, I think she won a gold in the Olympics in, or some golds, I don't remember exactly, uh, in uh, swimming, Diana Mokan. Yeah, I, I, 15 years ago, whatever I had her in a in a mineral water campaign as well. Uh, so I'm, were I'm, they good campaigns? Yeah, for sure. They and had, they, they had Of course, they had good results. So, so what's the what's the case then? You have the case studies. Uh, you have the, the, the models. How come you know? Because because the national active. football team, the national football team is one of the few that gets uh, attention and gets promotion and gets audience. 
you know, uh, by itself. People, they still go by the tens of thousands to, to the national football team game. You see it on all the TVs when the national football team is having a game. You see it everywhere. So there are, and of course, there's, a, there's an inertia in nostalgia and loving the national football team. Um, Simona right now, I think it, it's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of media attention. Uh, Cristina, I think uh, she is getting a lot of media attention because of the results, both of uh, the club level and uh, with the national team. I think she's getting a lot of media attention. Uh, Ana Maria Brunza, I don't think she gets her deserved share of attention, let's say. I know, I, I talked to somebody and uh, I said that if these girls were born in, in States, she, they sure, be... Sure, because they have a culture of sports, they, have, right. they, they, they worship sports. And they make idols out of sports. You know what the, the, the person said? Mm. Also, if they were born in Hungary, that kind of crushed me. And not, not because... Or in else, Serbia, or in Croatia. And, and these girls, like Anna, Anna has been number one in the world in, in fencing. She, that people kind of know her now because she's the only gold medal. Well, the team of yeah. Epi is the only gold medal in... In, uh, in the yeah. Olympics, in the last year. Yeah. yeah, but you know... Yeah, we had this lady, we had this lady, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Alina Dumitru. Dumitru, that was the only, uh, the only uh, gold medal uh, won well, uh, the, the previous Olympics Games. Yeah. I don't know, London, where, where were they before, uh, before Rio? So, and I think that's the, that's the problem, that we have, Romania used to be in, in 1984, with all the political bias at the, at the time, uh, when we were in Los Angeles at the Olympic Games, we were number two. Uh, after the United States in number of medals in the Olympics game. Yes, it was the boycott from the, from the uh, uh, Eastern Bloc and the USSR and so on. We, we were very well seen by the Western world because we, somehow we, we broke those, the, that boycott and participated in the games. But we were number two in medals. And suddenly, in Rio, we have one gold medal. In London, we have one gold medal. Yeah, because, because I believe that the investment in sport is, is terrible. I exactly. That. I think that's, that's the root. This is where it has to start. You have to have a culture of, of sports. Adrian Nastase, when he was a prime minister, if you remember, he promised to make 400 uh, gyms uh, in the high schools and whatever yeah. uh, around the country. Of course, that all most of them were in rural areas, and there were just a, the investment was just to uh, uh, I don't know to win the battle with Syria and to uh, to <laughs> no, win a battle with Syria and, and to no, whatever to to, to to steal some money. I don't know what, what was the purpose, but uh, I think that the, the the thought behind it was the the right one. Yeah. You have to start from the grassroots. You have to build the sports. You have to build the culture of sports. You have to build. Uh, uh, look, I'm looking at the football federation right now. Uh, and they tell me that this year is the first year where, where all the national teams, even the uh, under 16 or whatever, under 21, all of them have qualified for the final tournaments in their uh, respective categories, you know. Uh, it's the first time ever that this happens. And this is because, the, because they, started, they told me that they started a, a real grassroots program years ago. You know, to find the talent in villages, in, uh, in diaspora, for instance, we have a lot of, uh, of Romanian young football players that we don't know anything about in Romania. And for me, it's, I, I'm still wondering why I don't know. We have a guy that he, uh, he used to play for the junior teams in his 16. He used to play for six years in Real Madrid, in uh, Real Madrid uh, uh, Academy. One year in Barcelona, now he's playing for Valencia for the junior team. You know, we have one guy like this, he's a Romanian. You know, how many Romanians have ever played for Real Madrid? Nobody knows about it. 
We have the, the leading uh, uh, in uh, Genoa's team. We have the leading scorer and the captain of the, of the team of the junior team is Romanian and so on. Because these are kids that were born from, from Romanian parents that right now live in England or in Spain or in, in Italy. But it's the first time when the, the Football Federation looked at this uh, pool of resources. The potential. Uh, the potential of these guys, you know. I don't know how many were lost along the way. <laughs> and uh, how many are in the same situation in other sports. You know, maybe there's a lot of talent outside the borders or in the villages. But they told me, the, the scouts, for instance, they were telling me uh, uh, the scouts in football that were supposed to find these talents, uh, they were so underpaid that they took bribes from the parents of the kids just to put them in the, in the local teams, you know, uh, uh, to put them on the, on the scouting list of, of the local teams. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of talent has been lost like this. And this is why football is where it is right now. You know, because you don't have a, a culture that starts from the grassroots. But, but you see, you, we were talking earlier about MJ and Michael Jordan. It's been the image on, of NBA like on purpose. There was a vision. There was let, let's create something around this guy. Exactly. And, and you don't have to have that. Okay, let's, let's say in, in Romania, let's, let's create that image around Cristina or, or in, for handball. Let's do that around Simona for tennis. Let's do that. How many times you, you met somebody from a federation or a club that had a marketing department, a communication department, something like that? No, the, the, only, the, the, only, the only one I see, it's, it's the, uh, the only one that I met personally, is the, is the Romanian Football Federation. But other than, and, and not even and not even not even the and, and not even the, the the clubs the local clubs, you know. I hear that Vitor right now has uh, uh, this guy uh, uh, Bivolaru in charge of the, all this stuff and management and so on. I talked to him because I was trying to get to Haji for a project, and I uh, talked to him and he he looked like a he looked like a guy that knows what he's talking about. But I think that most of the clubs have nothing of the kind. I know that Stella had also, at the time, a marketing director, but I, know, I don't know anything that... I don't know any campaigns or anything done, you know, by, uh, uh, by him. I see some efforts from, from the Handball Federation last year. I saw some, some things. Um, but I think it has to come, again, it has to come from, uh, from, the, from the roots. I don't, I don't think it, you have to, you know, you do, we don't have to paint the fence. We have to build the, the zoo inside somehow, you know. Uh, and you have to, to grow up with sports icons. We have, you have to look up. When we were kids, you know, you had, you had posters on the walls with, with the uh, football players or with the... You, you looked at the... You tried to make the, the, uh, the cards collections, you know, and, and fight over the... Do I have the whole national team collection? I mean, there's a culture around, around sports, you know. You have to respect the... the the domain, and I think that it, it was left behind in the past 30 years. It was left behind by the by the uh, uh, government. Yeah, some, Nobody somehow, thought about sports. Somehow, I believe that public administration on one side is helpful to sport because otherwise the sport would die. Well, sure. But uh, what would would that be a solution to let it die and after that create something that actually is not flat, is not lazy? has departments, is organized, coherent? I don't think that it necessarily has to be state-owned or state-ruled. Uh, you can encourage, uh, well, when it comes to schools and so on, well, as long as they are state-owned, of course, then it has to, it has to be, it has uh, to be uh, part of the... National, of the but then you have a minister that is saying that, you know, it's not... 
important. But the rest, the rest, it could be very well private, and you as a state, you can encourage that by tax cuts, by uh, I don't know, lending them uh, um, infrastructure. Uh, infrastructure and fields with I don't know, 99 years lease and so on. I mean, I think you have tools and ways and means to to encourage this. It, you don't have to own it. You don't necessarily have to own it. You know, it's a new initiative now. Actually, it's private, organized by by few people with that uh, new law that. Um, you might get some funding to to build a kindergarten, a sport kindergarten. Yeah. And then it's required to have like a track and then some field and something like that. I think it's a good initiative because I believe that sport is the applied class in school. It's the only one. Sure. Everything is discursive. But and the rest is everything applied. is theoretical. Yes. This is the only one that's right. practical. And, and this is it teaches you how to work in team, how to take fast decisions. How to, how to lose. Lose, how to win. Exactly, how to stay friends after you lose. Fair play, it's, it's amazing. And how come people don't see that? And we, we talked in, in... Because the guys, as I told you, because the guys in the key position, in the decision position, were the last guys picked for the football team in their high schools no, and in their schools. And now they're taking revenge. No, really, I really believe that. I really believe it. It sounds funny, but I think that's, that's exactly it. Uh, because right now, if you look at the political system in Romania, regardless of the party, I think it's, it's uh, uh, somehow the good guys stayed away from politics. You know, the real performance, the real uh, uh, the guys with true performances stayed yeah. away from politics. I, I and somehow in politics, regardless of the party, if you see, it's, it's the mediocre guys. You know, right. they never liked sports because sports, exactly as we said in the beginning, it's it was very fair and very true. You knew how you stood in sports. You know, and they were never, they never stood good with sports. And I think this is one reason where they reject it uh, 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 instinctively. You know, they just reject the, the sports. Yeah, that was for the cool guys. Okay, we were never the cool guys. But okay, now you, you think about the, the look at the ones. look at the presidents of the parties, all the presidents of the parties that you know. Which which one of them do you think played any sports when no. they were young? No. The, <laughs> They were the one bullied, probably. Exactly. It's not a good thing. Exactly. But, yeah. No, but they were the one. Yeah, kids were doing this, you know. But they, I think, this was the, their experience with sports. This is why they they rejected. I mean, it might be a superficial explanation, but I, I think it's it's. I believe it is it is very true, you know. Yeah. Sports? Who cares about sports? On top, please. And Don't get me there because no, I played no, against him a lot no, of times. Okay. I, I, I played against him a lot yes, of times, and I know his character on the field. But on the on on the uh, to to be fair to him, yeah, he was he was one guy who was competitive on the, on the sports field, and he he played. I, I don't want to get there. I don't want to get there. The, the thing is that uh, now you have in in the next years you're gonna have a shift from TV to digital, and it's happening. And I don't know how much it's gonna be, but. What, what would be your take on what, what should an athlete do? Because it's, it's you know, you, sports is teaching you something else. The game is on the court, it's not in the stands. So you have to get on the court. So uh, I believe that each one of us have, can do stuff to make a change. And it, we athletes, we don't have to wait for people to do stuff for us. So what, what is a person be able to do right now with all these tools that are around? What, what they should do? By themselves, how 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 there is a there is on on the good side there is a democratization of means right now. Uh, so yes, they can if they have run a podcast, if they run a, a YouTube channel, if they run a I don't know a blog, 
uh, they can do it themselves. You know, they, they can get to be known with a Twitter account. You know, they can uh, or a Facebook account or so Instagram. They can they get to be known uh, for themselves. Now, are all of them um, uh, or enough of them capable of doing this or willing to do this? I don't know. It's a matter. I don't think so. If you ask me, between between trainings and games and uh, traveling and I mean the, the top sports, I don't think that they have the time to to run their own PR campaigns um, properly. Uh, and probably, yeah, few of them would would be willing and able to do this you know some of them are uh, maybe some of them are uh, uh, introverts i don't know they don't feel it's not it doesn't come natural to them to do this uh, not a lot of them are uh, Shaquille O'Neal or uh, i don't know uh, mayweather <laughs> uh, but i think that there's an opening there who, who does which doesn't need the the, the tv budgets you know, of production, and there's an opening, there's an opportunity there, and probably somebody, uh, or it might be a company, it might be an individual that can do it for them. Uh, yeah, I think it opens up a lot of a lot of opportunities to get to be known and to be followed. Uh, but still, unfortunately, in Romania, uh, I think we are 20 years uh, away from the moment that uh, that the TV won't mean as much as it does right now. No, I don't think TV right now is, is still king. Uh, in advertising, I heard this, all these stories 15 years ago, 10 years ago. The internet is coming. It's going to kill TV. Mm -hmm. you look at the budgets. It's still 80, know, 20. It's, it's amazing. But I see, for example... A because it's, it's very cheap. It's, very, it's still very... Uh, uh, proportionally, it's very cheap. Uh, it's still the cheapest way to, to get to a lot of people. You put a, a TV commercial on, uh, uh, I don't know, Romania has talent, uh, well, TV show, you put a TV commercial, it gets to 2 million people like this. Know, but you can measure that on, on online too. You can measure and, and you, you have you, the tools to measure and you get that attention. You get I don't think you have the tools to measure. Uh, to measure. If, you, if you trust what Facebook is telling you and what Google well, is telling I, you. I, I, yeah, that, if I you trust know. it. For example, Cristina put it up uh, after, uh, Cristina and I put it after the European, some games, some posts with, mm -hmm. you know, encouragement for the team. They, they have like a million and a half of reach. I don't know how that is. If you true. believe that the, yeah. those numbers, I don't. You don't. I don't believe those numbers, and I and I tell you why I don't believe them. Because TV went away from this by hiring uh, a third party independent to measure all the TV stations, you know, and then you have to trust it. But it's an independent. Facebook is telling this about himself, you know. Yeah. Give me more money, you're gonna get to a lot of people, and and also the mindset where if you were a Facebook, uh, you are a Facebook yeah, user, and you know that your posts used to reach yeah, a lot of people. Now you reach, now you reach less than two percent of your followers if you don't pay money. So the mindset is to uh, take money out of your pocket. So then I don't believe your measurements because I think the mindset is still present over there, uh, and it's uh, and also uh, uh, if I I still have to see. The, the one study case that links uh, likes on Facebook to sales, to sales. You know, I still have to see it internationally, not in Romania. I still have to see it. It's been around for what, 10 years now? Uh, all the businesses used to be in, uh, and okay, Facebook is pretty new, but they, uh, 10 years ago, everybody, all the business will, will, will live in Second Life, if you remember the platform uh, that, that came. Every, they were investing, Google, everybody were investing in Second Life. They were building huge headquarters and so on. It died, it died in two years. It went away like this. <laughs> 
you know so okay. i still have to see to see where the likes uh, um, uh, transfer to into sales you know and i think that there, if we had some cases they would be very very loud and they will be on facebook <laughs> you know, facebook would promote those cases if they there would be such cases yeah, uh, if you talk to all the influencers to all the social media guys all of them will tell you listen we're going to have followers we're going to have likes we're going to and I still need to see okay am I going to sell two more beers two more soda cans am I going to sell something um and I think business people are looking at this you know and then some of them are hiring some some social media managers as they called in the in the companies uh, who live in this key um uh, Uh, indicators you know likes and followers and so on they say they measure themselves by the likes but i think that the people above them the owners of the business they look they measure still measure it in sales and for that tv is still king and and it's very hard to i i don't see it uh, uh, crumbling any anytime soon okay so uh, so you need then... uh, back to your uh, to to the initial yes you have some opportunities to be followed i still think you need tv TV uh, concentrated on sports, not in the not on the uh, tabloid side of sports, not on who is marrying who and how many, uh, how much uh, did they pay for the wedding, I, to stay on the But performance and on the sports. Because in, on the news you see who's married to who. That's what I'm saying. Sexy uh, bomb and something. That's what I'm saying. And I know though here I don't know which is the chicken, which is the egg. You know, yeah. if if the if the taste of the public. Uh, uh, determined the, the change of the sports news or it was the other way around. I'm, I'm having this discussion with Kosti Mokan with a lot. I, I know, know a lot of people in this. I discussed with them uh, in this business when, when we decided to do a TV show mm -hmm. and uh, we did the owner in style, Patrona style. Yeah, I know. And uh, back then I said, okay, let's look, I'm taking style in the second division. Let's let's follow style until we win in the championship in a few years. We, you know, and then I You know, a year before they they produced a game. Uh, the one with the football team. No, no, they they produced basketball. Uh, Stella against some Belgian team. Ah, okay. And they said uh, we took it. It's the first game that we produced from Belgium, and uh, we we took it two weeks before we advertised it, and it got like 1.5. Audience, audience, yeah, sure. And they were very happy with it. I, mean, I said, they said the the world championship of basketball did 1.4. So on sport, on, uh, on, on pro, on, on sports, sport, puro. Puro. Yes. And uh, but a week after, they they did a, a TV show with Perverso de la Tergona with Fakiru de la Perish. That's the, the I know. And it, it, know it killed. How, well, how much did they do? Some three, stars, six point six something. Point. Yeah, and they're like, you know, why would we do something? So they're those are two retards. I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're talking know. about. Yeah, uh, uh, use it's words or something. That's what I'm saying. Where is the chicken? Where is the egg? And uh, um, for me, if it it kind of falls, let's say the subject falls to uh, sport dot uh, uh, because it should be on the sports news on Pro TV, which start from. 10 points audience, you know, on sport on sport draw, you're looking at 1.6 and say you did a good job compared to the regular uh, figures of the station. But let's not forget, you have uh, the, the most the, the most viewed program of the of the uh, Pro TV, which is their mother station, is uh, is the news uh, yeah, uh, program, yeah. and it always ends with a, with the sports news. 
in those portions, instead of saying, of seeing what Bekali declared uh, the, his last uh, funny quotation, I would love to see that Stawa is playing the Belgian team or whatever. True. Or Christina Nagu did this, you know. Uh, some is, some is not. 